Hey, it's Angela, Strive Stronger Operations Director here, and welcome to the Strive Stronger Podcast, bite-sized edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and we amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. In today's bite-sized episode, we're talking about supplements. Now, supplements can boost your performance when used properly and in the right doses, but how do you know which ones are right for you? Today's bite-size comes from episode five, where Andrew May interviews Kelsey Hutton on supplements and the advantages of choosing the correct ones for your lifestyle. Kelsey also gives us some invaluable information of how to avoid taking the wrong supplements, which can end up wasting your money or potentially even damaging your health. If you walk into a health food shop, if you pick up one of the the big magazines on the weekend, the Sunday papers, and they have voluminous tombs now dedicated to all the vitamins and minerals. And if you took everything that everyone said, one, it would take you a long time, right, of a morning. Two, you would rattle when you walk. So can you help us through this this murky field of vitamins and supplements? What do you tell your high performers that they absolutely should add on top of a sound base? All right, I'll just give a quick disclaimer first. Of course, this isn't personal advice, so always make sure you do get some advice before you actually start something. We absolutely can get what we need from food, but then once we've nailed the foundations, like you said, why can't we add in those extra one percenters that can just help us boost our performance and our well-being even more? Because there's only so much food we can fit into one day, right? (laughs) So there are a number of supplements that I routinely discuss with clients. So the five are fish oil, B-complex vitamins, magnesium, vitamin D, and curcumin. First one, let's look at fish oil. The question that we get a lot, the difference between omega-3 and omega-6s, first of all, like what's the difference? And then let's explore fish oils. So omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, they're both polyunsaturated fats. Both our bodies need but the ratio of the two is what matters. We need more of the omega-3 than we do of omega-6. And with our Western diet, it is just a lot easier to get in those omega-6 fatty acids than it is the omega-3s. And most people are overdoing it on those omega-6 fatty acids. So what we need is to focus in on our diet and try to incorporate more of the omega-3. So omega-3 fatty acids, you can break that down into three different ones. We have EPA, DHA, and ALA. When we consume something like fish oil, it's a combination of EPA and DHA, whereas the ALA omega-3 fatty acids we can get from plant-based foods. For example, they are in things like walnuts. There's so many B-complex vitamins. So what are they, first of all? And two, what sort of B-complex vitamins should our high performers be taking? So B-complex vitamins just means it's the group of all the B vitamins because there's a number of them. They're what I like to call your energizer vitamins. So they are water-soluble vitamins, which means that they can be found in a lot of our foods that we consume. And they're essentially like the building blocks of a healthy body. They're involved in energy production brain function, cell metabolism, and it also pr- support your cell health. But we don't store them in the body for very long, so that's why it is beneficial to top those up, particularly for busy people and particularly for very active people as well so that you can help meet all those energy demands that your body needs. I've been taking soluble magnesium for years. Is that what you advocate as well? There's different forms of magnesium supplements and so those ones are the ones that are more easily or readily absorbed in the body. But I find that a lot of people that I speak to don't necessarily notice a difference 
So if you do already have some of the other types at home, don't worry, you don't have to go out and change them straight away. Just think about next time that you do buy some. Magnesium, though, I would always suggest discussing that with a dietitian first to see if you actually need it because we can overdo it on magnesium. It is involved in so many chemical reactions in our body. And the ones that interest people most is that it's involved in muscle contraction, nerve signaling, and also immune health. And anecdotally has been found to or can supposedly help some people when it comes to sleep. All right, let's go to the next one. And we see this show up in our human performance lab, Kels, with it's it's 70 to 75% of our executive clients have low vitamin D. Look, we need at least 15 to 20 minutes of sun exposure on our skin per day to be able to absorb the vitamin D that we would get from the sun. But if you think about the busy corporate worker, they're probably not getting that time out in the sun. We're spending all day at our desks. And so most people just aren't actually out and about during the day where we would be able to get our vitamin D. And look, although it's a vitamin, people often ask, well, what can I do with my diet to get enough of that vitamin D in? But it's very limited in our diet. One of the foods that we actually can get some vitamin D from is mushrooms. So this is one of my favorite fun facts about food is that mushrooms absorb vitamin D from the sun in a similar way that our skin does. So if you buy yourself a punnet of mushrooms and you're planning to cook it, before you cook it that day, just pop the punnet of mushrooms out on your windowsill where it might get a bit of sun throughout the day. And then when you cook it up, particularly with some good healthy fats like extra virgin olive oil, we can actually effectively absorb some of that vitamin D as well. But that's why a supplement does come in handy when people see those low levels on their blood test. Yeah, I'm glad you rounded that out because we get them to get sun exposure and and generally take a vitamin D supplement. The fifth one surprised me, curcumin, which I often call turmeric. And I know they're linked, but they're not exactly the same. (laughs) So what curcumin is, it is the active ingredient that's in turmeric. So turmeric definitely has become really trendy more recently because we've seen some more research go into the benefits of it because it has been used for so long in alternative medicines that, you know, we've done some research to have a look at, okay, well, is there something there? Is it actually beneficial? And now turmeric, you can see that in cafes, it's being added to things like turmeric lattes. So what we're actually looking at is curcumin. As I said, that's the active ingredient. You could definitely be including turmeric into your diet, but how much of the actual curcumin we would get is limited. Depends how much turmeric you're actually using in your cooking. And we also need one of the ingredients that's in black pepper to actually help the absorption of that curcumin as well. Hey, it's Andrew, and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to listen to the full episode or some of our other shows, you can find the Strive Stronger podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. We have plenty more content covering all things high performance with world-class experts from a diverse range of fields. And if you would like to support the Strive Stronger podcast, subscribe and leave a comment and rating as we love the feedback.